Yes, yes, yes. Patio Politics, man. It's your friendly neighborhood, man. J5TH live in the compound, man. I got a very, very special, special guest that's live in this mother right now, man. This is my brother, man. Um, we got a lot to talk about and a lot to share, man. So I want y'all to really tap in, stay tuned in, and uh, stay a while. Stay a long while, man, because we got a lot to talk about, man. It's the Patio Politics, man. We're going to bring in our guests once we return, uh-huh. We hope you stay a while, because it's right for life, trying to be part of your life. We got whatever you like, come on and just give us a try, yeah, because it's right for life. Trying to be part of your life We got whatever you like yeah. Come on and just give us a try Yeah I said it's right up for life Come in with the shows that you like We're trying to be the best on the mic DJ playing cuss that you like Yeah It could be the start of your day Or maybe just the end of your night uh, uh. But if you rock it with us Patio politics is gonna do you right Oh Cause it's right up for life Stay a long while if you know the deal and you know the drill, man. Without further ado, man, I want to, um, before I get into this introduction, like I said, man, this is one of my brothers, man. Um, you know, blood couldn't make us any closer than what we are, man. Very talented, talented, beautiful, blessed man. Genuine spirit. You know what I'm saying? Thankful to have met him, man. I ain't going to do all that, man, but let me get into it, man. I want to introduce, man, my brother, Tyree Mills, man, and this motherfucker, man. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> Thank you for having me, fam. T Mills, T Mills, man. That's that's what I call my brother. I'm certain he's been called that before. From the Bay Area, this is my brother. This is my brother, man. Oak Town. Um, Oak Town. For those that that know, man, uh, my favorite number one rapper outside of DMX, he hails from Oak Town. That is mc hammer man so those that know me know i love hammer man and he's from oak town east oakland to be exact man tyree yes, man what what like 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 tell me man what was it like growing up in oakland because we know the black panthers and everything come from that's the home of it so let's let's talk about that before we get into everything because people need to know what, what you was born <laughs> into you know what i'm saying you know <laughs> you know it's ironic so um a lot of cats like to talk about like how hard it was growing up, you know, in the hood and whatnot. But I can honestly say this, man. Like, my family is very traditional in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. So I grew up, I lived in the hood, but I was not, like, of the hood, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, one thing I noticed, like, sometimes I ain't, you know, I ain't going to throw no shade at L.A. people, but sometimes it <laughs> seems like L.A. people seem to think that, like, their version of the hood or how they grew up is like the only way that the hood is. Yeah, true. But literally, like when you talk about the east side all the time, like bro, when I come to your house, mm -hmm. my neighborhood is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The same shit happens. The same kind of people. The same incidents. Matter of fact, a lot of times, what I would say is even rougher about Oakland mm -hmm. is a lot of the stuff that happens is not even gang related. Yeah, it's yeah. just like cats who be in the random beefs. Not only that, 
you could say gangs are corporate out here compared to like Oakland, not uh, up there, bro. Like, cats be starting crap over, you know, just having a bad beef with somebody from two months ago over somebody who lost a pool game, you know, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing that's even like colors related or has any principle to it. Not saying that, you know. And I was um, gonna, I was gonna say that too. I know I know in Oaktown, man, it ain't really color based like how ours is. Right. You get what I'm saying? But but like to be honest, T, like we really out here, we mess with Oakland. Oakland is like our cousins. Yeah, yeah. So so you you got you got a lot of cats, man, out there like Selly Cell, E forty, man, and, and the click. Um, it's a lot of rappers, um, that we rock with from the bay. Definitely. Mac Maul, man, you know, um a lot a lot of the a lot of greats, man, that are underrated. Um uh, Mr. Fab. Definitely. Um um Short you know, bucks, Be Legit. Yeah. yeah, all them, they 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 come from the hood too. SMR, so Mar short. Yeah. And I be telling people, man, LA ain't none of plus uh, uh to mess with, but I know Oakland too. You know, I heard a story a long time ago. They were saying how uh Biggie then was down in the Bay area and Biggie had just, I think they they was they was beefing over the whole Tupac stuff. Definitely. West Coast. And you know how the Bay don't play with that. West yeah. Coast is West Coast and Tupac is theirs. Yeah. But I remember um an interview where Biggie said, um, a dude, they had uh some of E40s dude had this dude had Biggie them at gunpoint yeah. and called them and was about to kill Biggie. And they asked E40, they called E40 to say, hey man, he right here. You want us to do it? And E40 had to tell him, nah. Don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, the we know the Bay don't play. Yeah. The Bay don't play at all. And they always show L.A. love. So we cousins, close cousins. I mean, I think when it comes to um, the Bay, one thing that a lot of people misunderstand, uh, well, where the misunderstanding comes from is, for one, because California is such a, a, a huge state, mm-hmm. You know, and L.A. kind of gets the national slash international yeah. recognition of mm-hmm. it. Then it comes secondary, you know, knowing the Bay. If you really know California and you've been yeah. here for a minute. Yeah. Because most people, when you say the Bay, they don't even know where it is. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you say, oh, San Francisco. But to be totally honest, San Francisco is like, that's like saying L.A. is just Santa Monica. When exactly. the whole county is, is huge. And it's, it's like, huge. nah, like if you just saw mm-hmm. Santa Monica, you didn't see nothing. Mm-hmm. And so... um, you know, every other city, Oakland, Hayward, San Leandro, you know, shout out to all them areas. You know, I played there. I, I grew up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and back to what I was saying, too, like growing up in the hood, but not being of the hood, you know, mm-hmm. like my mom was not letting me and my brother outside like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, because I'm telling you, like when I come around, you know, just the east side, like you say all the time and I be listening to things you say. And I'm like, it's funny because I'm like, this is just like home. It's just. It's just L.A. Just a different, exactly. You know, and, and exactly. I'm like, well, my mom was not letting us outside. Like, I guess you could say we grew up the equivalent of squares. We was inside playing video games, bro. We was not allowed to walk out in the streets and go to the park and play with the cats up there. Like, mm-hmm. it was too much going on. I mean, on my block alone, I can't even say I'm proud to say it, but I got so desensitized to the fact that, like, down the street, there have been so many people killed. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a kid killed some years ago when I was in college and, you know, his father just rolled up and like picked up his body um, right 
just minutes after it happened and i'm yeah, like yeah looking back years now and i'm like man we were desensitized to it because it's just like it just happened and that's just another day in oakland another yeah and it shouldn't it shouldn't be like that you know the thing is though just because you're not a product of the ghetto don't mean you ain't from the ghetto and like you said a lot of people think that so they think because you wasn't outside that you don't know shit about it right when it's like nah my mom protected us right so that don't make that don't make you a square i don't think your mom just did the right thing. You she know did. what I'm saying? By keeping y'all away from that because who's to say if you wasn't going outside or down the street that that wouldn't have been you? It's that little boy. You feel right. what I'm saying? Right. You and, know? <laughs> and you know what? When It's funny because when I was little, me and my brother used to get into just all kind of things in my grandparents' backyard because we live, where we live now is across the street from where my grandparents live when I was little. Mm -hmm. And I remember any time we would even get close to or get outside the front gate. It was my right. mom. Yeah, my mom and everybody was, what, what y'all doing? You know, yeah. and I'm like, man, why we can't, you know, even <laughs> on my 4th of July, don't go close to the street or nothing. I'm like, man, just extra overprotective. And I'm like, I'm looking back now and I'm like, yeah, I see. Like, but, yeah, and see, we don't, don't we don't we don't overstand that shit as kids because we like, man, you see all these other kids. Yeah, everybody you know, else get to play outside. Yeah, everybody but, else get to play football on the street. Yeah. And, and you know, but you know, I like you said, I overstand now because um that's those are some things that I'm the most grateful to my mother and the rest of my family for. Yeah. You yeah, know. Yeah. And we of course we don't get that shit. When we kids, but definitely the older you start to get, you be like, man, it was good. She she kept me from doing that because, man, look, o Oakland has a lot of a lot of goddamn history, man. From not only the Black Panthers, yeah, but you talking about even with the pimping stuff, mm -hmm. the pimping and pandering. Oakland is at Fillmore Slim, mm -hmm. all that. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And that's why I say a lot of people who don't know history on Oakland, you know, a lot of us. You know, even on the east side, we looked at that. Well, I, I mean, I'm much younger than the people that when the Mac came out in the 70s. Definitely. They looked at that. They took that shit, T, and exaggerated it. Definitely. To, to, to 20 with the pimping on my side of town. But not knowing that the Black Panthers extorted that whole production company. Right. To, you know, if y'all want to film here and get this real shit, mm -hmm. nah, y'all got to cough up money. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and actually one of the pimps who they modeled the movie over ended up getting killed out there. Wow. And they still thinking like the Black Panthers maybe, yeah, because of what? Yeah. Going on. So yeah, yeah. Oakland get busy. Well, you know what? <laughs> Oakland get busy. It's funny because like my parents, um, it's ironic. Mm -hmm. My mom actually like kind of grew up near y'all, like on the on on the east side in Compton. So let me let me get this. And like, mom's is from L.A. or L.A. Mom's California. she's from Oakland, but mm -hmm. she spent a lot of her childhood in mm -hmm. L.A. Like out okay. here, like okay. families, you know, uh, relate to the same colors. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Real, that's yeah, good. Real, real that's talk. good. That's so, good. Shout out to moms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and but the rest of my family, uh, being from Oakland, very prideful in Oakland, and it's like as I grew up. Oakland and the Bay in general, you have a lot of pride in the city. I won't say, I know people from LA, you know, definitely, uh, you know, go hard about where they from, but like in the Bay, like you see it in mm -hmm. our sports fans, you see it in our yeah. art culture, yeah. you see it in um, the food, everything. Um, and you know, we have, and the funny thing is, people don't be knowing about the Bay because like we got championships in every sport. And exactly. when I say that, I'm not even saying that to like brag on the championships, but the fact that like, like people don't be understanding, like it's almost like one of those things that like in another country, like 
when it comes to sports, all the beefs like shut down. Like we yeah. go. The reason why Raider fans, but you know, it's Oakland. Yeah, you know, hell yeah. At, I, I say you know, <laughs> f, f the Davis family for what they did, man. They <laughs> that that was that was that's a whole another talk. You know, yeah. but I, I I grew up authentic Raiders fan. I sat in the rain for the Raiders. Yeah, because they came know. before they came to the Coliseum and out here, that was out there. Right, and then mm-hmm. they came back. You know yeah. what I'm saying like I sat through the Jamarcus Russell era, bro, right. and supported them yeah, in God the rain. You. So you, yeah, you can. Anybody ever want to question authentic <laughs> fan? If you, yeah, if, I, if you were sit in the rain and watch a guy play first that horrible, pick. yes, first pick, y'all. Most, you know, I, I ain't even cap on <laughs> nobody here, man. You know, I don't want to. But uh, anywho. Uh, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna go in on the Raiders because of you because you my brother and I love you but I, I mean, take that Uncle C Jamarcus Russell that's all I'm gonna say uh-huh. y'all trash go ahead T <laughs> Shoot, we're doing fine this year though but I mean they, they don't know what time it is yet but uh, <laughs> yeah but no um just like getting back to the overall picture of it um the way you see like Raider fans go so hard for the yeah. team all Bay Area sports fans are that way that's why. Uh, a lot of people misunderstand, like, you know, even when my basketball team, the Golden State Warriors, yeah, started yeah. winning. And people were like, oh, these Warrior fans are coming out of nowhere. And it's uh-huh. like, no, yeah. we just didn't have the TV time y'all did. Yeah, we don't have a Staples Center and whatnot. Exactly. We had but you, to. But, you know, because they see E-40, they see people that's been Golden State fans from the Bay right. at the games. This ain't, like you said, this ain't a, a L.A., this ain't Boston, this ain't the Knicks. You right. know what I'm saying? Well, you're going to see Spike Lee. Right. Y'all wasn't giving them TV time to see E-40 them right. at the game. So don't make it seem like they just became and, fans. Like, these, these are they probably been like the Raiders. And I'm going to tell y'all something, too, for those who are watching. So Because I, I had a homie who I went to college with, too, who was questioning whether I was an authentic fan or not. I'm going to tell you one thing. I've been a Warrior fan since before they changed the colors, before they changed the logo, <laughs> back when it was called the Arena in Oakland in NBA Live 2003. Vince Carter came into my city and stuck his arm in the rim. That happened in <laughs> Oakland, California. So okay, okay. T, you say you say you was a fan, man. I, I need to know at least five players, man, before Curry, man. Before Curry. Baron Davis, Michael Petrus, Monte Ellis, Matt Barnes, Andres Bedrins, uh, Ike okay, Oglu, okay. Dun- Mike okay. Dunleavy, uh, Troy Murphy. You said you said Michael Petrus, so I'm like, okay, yeah, you a fan because this was before Speedy he- Claxton, Cliff Robinson. This is yeah, damn Cliff. You this is before Michael went to. Orlando with oh, the White way House. Before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Way when, he went to, when he went out there, that's when he went to the championship to play. Yeah, bro. Do you <laughs> okay? Do you do you remember back in the time when we were wearing, wearing those We Believe shirts? Yes. Yes. yes I have. Yes. I still have mine. But you said you said Baron Davis. That's enough for me to know. Like, yeah, and yeah. and Matt Barnes. Yes. So yeah, we okay. bro. We. I don't say we put Matt Barnes on. Matt Barnes was no, jumping around did. teams, but we put did. Matt Barnes on. Yeah. That finals when he dunked <laughs> over Dirk. That jump sped his career before he got to y'all. So that's what I'm saying. Because I think he was in that Michael Peters trade too, right? No, we had him. We picked him up. Because he was on that team too with Dwight. When Yeah, Michael Peters was on the Orlando. Oh, oh you mean the Orlando trade? Yeah. I, yeah. Was that a trade from? Us? I think, I think so. I don't know for who, but I don't. I don't think we traded with them. Yeah, because we, we didn't get nobody back from them. I think he was a free agent. Okay, okay. Because uh, okay, no, but they they came around after that. I'm talking about like the We Believe Warriors, and then also finishing up what I was saying too. Anybody who questions it, the old school Warrior commercial. I'm talking about when we <laughs> suck. The slogan was "It's a great time out." Yeah, you used to get a ticket to the game, a hot mm-hmm. dog. I don't know if you got fries or not. You got a drink to watch a basketball game for eight fifty. 
Eight dollars and fifty cents. Eight dollars and fifty cents, late, bro. Man. That damn show ain't the staples, brother. Yeah. Well, I mean, we was winning like twenty five games a year back yeah, then. Yeah, because so, they started you know. doing that bullshit uh, Taco Tuesday with. When yeah, when we suck, yeah, you know these niggas ain't gonna get to a hundred, man. Why y'all doing that? But y'all were never like, y'all just didn't make the playoffs. Y'all were still like what, like tenth place or something, right? Yeah, but you talking about when when we had Eldon Campbell and all Smush oh, Parker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was in two thousand. Don't do no Taco Tuesday. You know these niggas ain't gonna get to a hundred. Stop, yeah. stop. Y'all playing with us? That was Kobe's eighty one time, right? Yeah, around then. Yeah, 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 exactly. But you, but you, but I'm saying you've been a Warriors fan, so you know I love Monte Ellis. That was my favorite Warrior yeah. today. Yeah, I love Monte Ellis, even though he got caught up in the controversy. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> that was love, interesting. I love. I'm a Monte Ellis fan, man. Shout out to Monte, man. Him and Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson, and yes. Al Harrington, yes, because I, I believe um Stephen Jackson. And Matt Barnes, that's when they got close. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. With the Warriors. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So outside outside of even the sports, because we're going to get back to that, man, because it's, you know, the sports is really relevant to a lot of our conversation that's going to be going on. Like, again, coming from, because, you know, you went to CSUN. I know you was in BSU and all that. Coming from basically the Black Panther capital, what was that like? Did you realize how big Oakland was? And prolific to the Black Panthers when you were younger, coming up, or was it like when you got in college and start really getting into, you know? I think it was in college because um, I was told certain things, mm-hmm. but uh, in college was when I had the hugest wake up call when I actually was like in a class and we were being showed documentaries and just um, the reading that we were doing yeah, was showing yeah. us where stuff was happening. And then, like, my professors were teaching about this happening in Oakland, California. I was, woke up like, wait, what? Like, Hold my- up, so you didn't know that before college? Uh, I did, but, like, my parents and my family had just briefly kind of touched on it and told me Not stuff. Too you know, much. You know yeah, like, yeah. like it's kind of like when your parents first show your roots. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. you see it, but then when you learn about it in school... And they it's go into depth and they talk mm-hmm. like this is where that happened. I'm like, oh wait. This is where that's I'm from. The park I used to play at. Wow. This is yeah. where that happened at. And so um yeah, I even the funny thing is that didn't even have nothing to do with me being in BSU. When I look back now, it is a heck of a testament, but that didn't have nothing to do with it uh back then. I was just uh at the time I was more passionate about being an activist. Mm-hmm. And then um I participated in a march where we actually stood toe to toe with the police almost got arrested too and it was at that time and just the way i saw people handle the whole situation that i realized like okay look this is the initiative and the idea is good but like there's got to be more done than this we can't just marching ain't it now tell now tell me what got you into the whole we're gonna call it activism what made you get into that? Was it, you know, because I know when you was in school, what was the years, like the years when you first got to CSUN to what? Because it was like, like, like uh, 2009, 2010. So I started uh, 2008. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. And uh, when it came to the activism, so first off, my first year just was any typical guy's year, just BSing uh, parties, looking for girls, trying mm-hmm. to. Not even knowing you're trying to find yourself. Yeah, yeah, just having fun. Just. Yeah. Second year, uh, I was, 
I so the fraternity I'm in, I was talking to my uncle, who's also one of my fraternity brothers, mm -hmm. and I was just talking more about you know college life and what more to look forward to. I'm like, okay, it's my second year. Let me try to do more with it. Yeah, you know, just yeah. finding myself, finding my place. Mm -hmm. um, and then as I started taking more, what was called Pan African Studies back then, and is now Africana Studies. Um, <laughs> Africana. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Africana. They always got to tweak our stuff. Always. always. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> nobody else changed. Yeah. You know, Chicano, Asian American, typical English. Is, it, yeah. They ain't changed that. Yeah. It's not American English. See, but, uh, and that's the thing. We can't change. You know, shout out to our um, Latin cousins, man. Those are our cousins. But we can't, you know, I'm just using them because they say Africana. Definitely. That's Latina. Mm -hmm. That's Latino. We can't say essay. Essay studies. Right. We call them essays out here. We can't do that, but they always want to tweak our shit mm -hmm. and do all that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So getting in, getting into the activism, man, because, um, man, we're going we to highlight a lot, a, a lot with this college because just to, to be able to come from Oakland and come down to L.A. or Northridge. Right. Without family, without nothing. That's, that's a, true. That's an experience within itself. Talk about that. So... Uh, so you want me to start kind of like on a timeline or? I mean, just like, wh like when did you realize, okay, this is school I want to go to in another city away from my folks. Like, so a lot of people were chicken shit, you know? Right. That, that, that be scared. They want to stay close to home. Right. Just in case when the going gets tough, they can run back to mommy and get on that titty. But you left and it's like, shit. It's one of them. That's true. You know, I ain't got the rope, so if I I crash, yeah, I really I really didn't crash. What made you make that decision to make that leap? The funny thing is, man, I don't even think I realized all of what I was doing at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so long story short, just a little background how I got there. Uh, my whole calling at the time in my life was baseball, man. I loved baseball. That was in my heart. I played baseball for like 15 years of my life. So since you was a little boy. Mm-hmm. Since T-ball, uh, that was it. I remember uh, T-ball, T. I yeah. played one year and that was it. <laughs> baseball ain't for me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> back then too, you know, baseball was more associated. I mean, it still kind of is, but it was more associated, you know, being with the Caucasians. And as I got older, just them and the Latinos. So you didn't see as many black ball players. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no that, was, that was my... That was everything. My parents wasn't even interested in putting me in anything else because I wanted to try other things, you know, football, basketball, karate and whatnot. But they was like, no, like and I I was good at it, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I had I had college coaches looking. I had some offers from, you know, D2, D3 schools. Um, That's major, though. But the thing is, there were just other things going on in my life at the time, too, that complicated that. Mm -hmm. And I am most grateful to God and my well, God you know, that I could be confident in myself to turn away from it and say no, because I had other people at the time that were like, I oh, think yeah. they wanted it more for me than I did. And you I wasn't for yourself. Yeah, and I wasn't phasing. Yeah. I wasn't phased by it because uh, I knew certain things I wanted out of my life. The way I actually ended up down here, which is ironic, mm -hmm. is because um, I had like a hunch in my spirit that I wanted to do film back then, like from 16 years old. So what was that hunch at 16 that made you... Because you still was playing ba uh, baseball. I had... Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, see? I had a little, like, cheap camcorder from Costco that my grandfather had gotten me that I had let, like, get damaged <laughs> by water. <laughs> and uh, 
I was trying to like film my Legos and then add little music over it, like yeah, and Fil- and just, filmmaking, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I put, and I didn't I didn't know how to edit or anything, so I just took like index cards and wrote credits on there and put it in front of the screen <laughs> and hoped it would focus and. <laughs> no, know. no, no, I'm saying this is this is great because it's other people that did that do that that made. Yeah, man. Look in hindsight and say, man, this shit is weird, man. I'm the only person doing this shit. Like, looking back now, it, I, it ain't yeah, weird. I don't see how I did it, but yeah. Yeah, how was pre- preparing you then? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So, but go back into it. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, that's just a little bit of backstory how I got there. So I got to season mm-hmm. because that's what I originally wanted to do. Uh, had a little falling out with a family member at the time that kind of like discouraged me mm-hmm. and i wound up majoring in kinesiology and i hated that shit so what's for those for for the college illiterate what type of field is that or what is that oh see and that's what most people ask too i don't know what the hell it is uh kinesiology is a study of movement i.e it's it means like uh typically career centered around like athletic training physical uh, therapy got you uh you know anything to do with like healing injuries or Helping people who are disabled uh, so, play so, sports. So real quick, man. <laughs> if I want to take, <laughs> you know where I'm going. With <laughs> if I want to take that, right? Right. To implement that in my, like, what I want to do. Right. Because you said, f- like, physical shit. Like, with touching women. Massaging oh, them. Man. Okay, nah, that's a no. That's no, 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 no. Go, go, go that's ahead. That's what go I'm, I'm saying. Would I be able to take that? How long would I have to be in college? <laughs> about the same amount of time you would for men. I mean, it's it's not a. Oh, you mean specifically, just specifically yeah, just, for women? No, nah, it could be. It, yeah, it's gonna be for men too. Whatever, but I mean, they ain't gonna be in my trade once I start doing it. Like how long? Um, because that's like massaging, kind of right? A yeah, little bit. Yeah, you know what? I even though I hated it, I'm not gonna hate on anybody who did it because when I was in those classes, those people did work their asses off. I just knew. In my it spirit, it wasn't for me. But just to answer your question, um, <laughs> I stopped thinking about that. Yeah, <laughs> because uh, you know we live in a Me Too era right now, and uh, yeah, now the that's me, the unfortunate. Part. The the Me Too movement takes no prisoners. They don't give a damn about your motives. They don't give a damn about oh yeah how good of a guy you were before. All they got to do is assume some shit on a bad day that they're feeling bad and oh yeah ruin your whole future. Oh, they, that's why they, I tell them they straight don't out. have the you integrity come, you come to call here, out. I'm gonna touch on you. You getting touched. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a disclaimer. You getting touched. So if you come in here, you want to get touched. Well, and, and, and see, in a field like that, bro, I, I just, uh, I don't know. It, it, it was a lot of, uh, I just didn't want to be spending my life wrapping people's ankles and, you know, kind of like the knockoff towel boy. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, that's so that's what it is. Well, so kinda though. So here's the thing. People who go into physical therapy and stuff, they open up their own practice. They can work at hospitals and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. <clears throat> but eventually, once you get down to the nitty-gritty of your major or what mm-hmm. you want to do, yeah. A lot of people don't work in their major because that is the point where it has to be kind of like a calling to you. It has to be in your heart. Real talk. So like the way we do this, this is what's in our heart. So I went through college majoring in kinesiology while I was still doing doing uh like you know general education and other requirements and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know basic general classes or low what they call lower division classes. Yeah. Once you get in those upper division classes, it's focused. Mm-hmm. Like I had a class where I had to actually report to a school. You know, to work on motor skills with little kids, you have to wow. love that shit. Yeah, like for do real, it. for real. You know, otherwise it's a drag. And uh, and unfortunately, people don't teach that 
for film. However, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. We gonna um we gonna take a quick little break and then when we come back, man, we're gonna get into all that other great stuff, man. And finish talking to talking to my brother, man, about uh C Sun, Oaktown, all that, man. Yes, sir. Why are you acting so strange? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. My guest tonight, y'all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Man. You won't tea cussing your ass out, man. You know I'd be on set. But we back, man. We back. So we was talking about um, Jess. You know the whole transition into sports thing. So before we get into the middle of the transition, coming from it, you came out of playing baseball. So how, how long were you playing baseball? Man, I was playing baseball. I would say a good like. 14 to 15 years of my life, um, mm-hmm. every single level of Little League up to um, all travel and tournament, uh, like which y'all would call in basketball AAU, but the yeah. baseball equivalent of that. Um, and yeah, I won some uh, championships and medals in that too. Damn. So, oh, uh, so, so what position did you play in baseball? Shortstop. Okay. Uh, sh- and the funny thing is, um, I have, you know, much, much, uh, you know, I'm much grateful and thankful to my pops for uh, he taught me how to be a utility player. So, so okay, let's give let's for people that's listening like utility. What the fuck? Like, let's give them that don't play baseball. Let's give them a utility player reference in football or basketball. So, uh, <laughs> what's ironic is I actually probably grew up with a different mindset than most athletes because I mm-hmm. was a utility player. So when people would ask me that question all the time. I never actually had a direct answer. Yeah. I yeah. enjoyed playing pitcher and center field most, but I played shortstop mm-hmm. for most of the teams I played for. And then as a utility player, I was able to play everywhere. And my dad, for a while, I didn't even understand that, but I was grateful because every team I got on, I could play any position on the field. And the difference uh-huh. in baseball is you can almost play any position if you have a all-around athletic build you can't say that for other sports I you know football you got to be a certain size to play lineman and then yeah you know in kicker you got to have a strong man, not, leg. not when you're playing for the demos on the east side man <laughs> they was putting dudes there that weigh 15 pounds man at lineman i mean come on bro you <laughs> can't i tell played lineman one year man i was getting my back blown man by them big fat dudes man so well, <laughs> i play every position with the demos. <laughs> i'm sure that whether you're on the east side or in oakland you're not gonna put a center in football who's five feet 100 pounds man they i'm telling you they do that out here <laughs> okay i mean because they, well, they look they got their favorites and if you ain't their favorites man look if if you ain't a part of their click account, they putting me, Kendon, and Inf on the line, man. <laughs> to block 300 pounders, man. <laughs> and they not hearing nothing. You getting cussed out, you weak, you soft, you sorry. Like, nigga, this nigga 200 pounds heavier than me, man. What do you, you weak, you sorry? Like, yeah. that's how. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, y'all got the heart for it, though. <laughs> Yeah, we got the heart, but when you getting pancaked, you just better by tell your QB pounded, he better run faster. Not nah, for real. I hope he run fast. <laughs> you know. What I'm <laughs> yeah, you gotta tell him. Yeah, that QB better be ready to roll out. <laughs> That's how they do, though, man. So, so with baseball, it may it may be different because my only experience, man, with baseball was t-ball. Okay, I played one year of that. Was done with it. 
my second encounter after that, it was just like, nah, pops, I'm done. I want to play basketball, <laughs> football. I'm not catching. I'm good. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? My second experience was my little brother got hit in the nose with the baseball. <laughs> Older. Yeah. A lot I of said, I, wanna, I ain't playing that. And when I asked my brother when he came home from after that, I said, you playing? He said, I'm done. <laughs> and, and this was the first time you like... You talking about an eight or seven year old saying "fuck" what pops talking about? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, whoa, this dude is wild. He yeah. said, "Fuck that! I ain't playing no more." And he did. <laughs> <laughs> this eight nine year old like, "Fuck him! Fuck yeah. baseball!" I said, "Whoa, whoa, man, you wild?" He said, "I ain't playing no more." Yeah, I said, "Yeah, man. we done with baseball." So, have you ever had that experience playing baseball? You talking about like just getting hit in the face or almost? Oh like, yeah, man. Yeah, I've had some serious too. injuries. Actually, um. Uh, injury that kind of prevented me from playing again even if i wanted to man i've torn my rotator cuff um about three times now the um, rotator is because you was pitching though or what or one of the times was because i was pitching another time i just strained it because i was just playing too much uh another time i actually strained it in basketball mm -hmm. um as part of a a, a greater injury um I had a pulled groin before. I never had a bone injury or any super serious injury that kept me out for like a year or nothing. Mm -hmm. But uh, oh, I got hit in the face with the ball plenty of times. The funny thing is, my freshman year, uh, the best game I ever pitched, I got hit in the face with the ball in warmups right before the game. And it was hilarious because to this day, only me and my teammates remember it. But my coach was like, what am I going to do with this kid? Like as soon as I, yeah. I, I was taking warmups, bro. And uh, I didn't even see the ball coming. It just hit me right here. Yeah. And I blacked out for a second. And then my coach was hitting what you call infield, which is when we take warm-ups in baseball. He threw the bat. Everybody off the field, y'all. Yeah. I'm, what I'm going to do with this kid? Yeah. Starting this freshman at varsity. Oh, man. So was your pops there when you got hit? Yeah. What, did he, what did he say? He, he wasn't saying nothing. It, I mean, you know, he, he didn't say like, nothing. He just, yeah, just watching in the crowd. And then I wound up, like, striking out, like, 12 people that day. Instant. Right after, but see you, you, yeah, man, you, you different baseball for you, man. My brother got hit. My pop said when he seen that, and my brother started on his nose. He was like, "Yeah, he's done. He ain't." Bad. <laughs> when he come home, man, eight years old, saying, "Fuck that." You yeah. like, whoa, man, whoa, dog. You looking like, whoa, man, hold up, because Pop's going to eat. Like, fuck that, man. I ain't playing baseball. Fuck yeah, baseball. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things. It's kind of like, okay, honestly. I'll just be straight up. I mean, I'm starting to see more black people play baseball now, but for most yeah. black people, they just don't embrace the sport. We don't. And we don't. yeah, not like we used to. I mean, I grew up on it because my dad loved baseball and my family loved baseball too. Did did, so did, like, did, did your pops in like did he play baseball? Yeah, he did. Okay. So we played for the same high school. Um, but uh, I think most people tell me he was like uh, better in football, but he loved baseball. Would you? Okay, so let me ask you, man. You got to be honest. Was you better than Pops, man? Come on, man. Don't be modest. Was, uh, was Pops nicer to you? You was nicer. I never saw Pops play, man. So, what I do mean... you think? <laughs> Put Pops <laughs> seven, seven, eighteen-year-old Pops against 17, 18 year old T seniors against seniors. Who would be? I'm a, okay. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm watching I'm, my. I'm, pops. I'm gonna say me. I'm watching my. I'm gonna say He's me. Over. I'm gonna say me. Okay, yeah, I'm watching my. He's done. Yeah, he's done. Well, I, I, I did way more than my dad too. That like like position wise, I pitched. Um, yeah, I love pitching. Yeah. My dad was, I believe, an outfielder. So yeah, I loved pitching. 
uh i mean i was an outfielder too but i was also an infielder like i told you i was utility gotcha, so gotcha. but i loved pitching in my high school league i loved pitching bro and so let me let me ask you uh not to cut you off would a utility be equivalent to okay you remember when 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 the lakers played boston uh-huh and we lost we got our ass handed to us mm-hmm. remember um damn what's it tony allen yeah to me he's a utility player he was one of the great utility players like that offense and defense meaning Offense, he can score at will, but he scored when you need him to. He couldn't shoot. T- what? Tony Allen? Yeah, he was shooting threes. No. T- oh man, hell no. no. Okay, no, so no, no. basketball, who would you call a utility player, T? I would definitely call LeBron a utility player. <laughs> LeBron can play anything. Yeah, he can't play Jordan or Kobe. Okay, but we talking Shout about out position to on the floor. I am not a LeBron fan because I'm Me a Golden State fan. But I'm saying like <laughs> position wise, he can play anywhere on the floor. Yeah, yeah. You mean one through five wise? Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Even uh, okay. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think from our both our generations combined who we can say. You know, you know who I would say might be one of the greatest utility. Uh, he didn't play that many positions. Okay, you remember Deion Sanders? Yeah. Yeah. He played baseball and uh, football. He couldn't. He, he was scared defense, to hit though. Defense he and wasn't going to tackle you. But the, but the point of the matter is that you're valuable because you can play multiple positions well. Yeah. That yeah. that's that's what I'm getting at. Okay. Um. I, are you familiar with Taysom Hill? Heard the name. Yeah. He the he the he the uh the jab fight that played for um the Saints the white boy, but he played both kickoff. He tackle uh-huh. and he throw too. Okay. So like that. Uh. If he does it well, yeah. Yeah, he do. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean in the instance of like, okay, for instance, we've done movies. You direct and act. Mm-hmm. That is the sign of being utility. Just that. Even if you didn't do anything else. Got you. Utility Got you. is being, is not, so you can throw people in different positions, but utility is actually being able to do it and do the position and understand it. Like, Got you. there were times when I played games where I was shortstop and then I got moved to outfield. That's a total different mindset. It's like, okay. You go from center to now playing point guard. So now I'm running. First, I'm running up the court trying to block out these big dudes. Oh, now gotcha. I'm getting. Okay, now my job is to bring the ball up and set up the play. Okay, yeah. your mindset has to shift. Oh yeah, well, as if, well. You, if you equivalent to you know, like, yeah, to to set. Yes, man. I am undefeated. Where the camera at, man? I'm <laughs> undefeated. Ain't no. I'm, I could be PA all that. Can we get an air horn? Yeah, man. We let me see. Take that, Jazz. I could play every position. You trash. You're trash. <laughs> You're trash. I can play every position, baby. Yo, shout out to Jasmine yeah, Lee, sh- the Bulldog. Sh- yeah, shout out, man. Because even in playing them positions, you got to, when somebody play your, say you got to play center, even if you like undersized, you got to get your ass under there and Draymond. play with a smile on your face. Yeah, yeah, Draymond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take that, Jazz. We're going to go to break real quick. Then we're going to come back, man, and finish chopping, man. Then we're going to get into the juicy stuff. You feel me, man? Tyree Mills. J5TH, man. Uh huh. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, all right, man, coming back. So, we didn't tap into the sports a little bit, man. Let's let's go back to CSUN. So, I know you were saying, like, what drew you when you got to CSUN? What made you say, this is a spot for me? I want to go here. Like, this is this is it right here. So initially, I chose CSUN for, I think in the actual major, it said cinematography. Really? Yeah. Uh, There was, there was a, there was a website. Uh, 
I'm trying to remember what it was, but there was a website where you, where they used to send us in high school to go do all your research on the schools you wanted to go to, and mm-hmm. it's just like you have them little search bars now where you put in all the info. What do you want to major in, and yeah. what are you looking? And some schools have film studies, and some schools have film studies, and then extensions of film studies, and then mm-hmm. I put like uh, cinematography. I didn't even know what that was either. It just sounded cool, but <laughs> I knew that I wanted to uh, do film. <laughs> And uh, that was why I chose CSUN. Then I started seeing pictures of the campus and everything. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So this is like in LA, but not like in, in the middle of LA. Yeah. And I was, I'm not going to lie. I was a little intimidated to go to UCLA and USC because I didn't know if I was smart enough. Yeah. Uh, and that that's honest to God how I was feeling at the time. So I'm like, you know what? I can go to CSUN. And I'm like, it's still a college and it's still respectable. So you didn't see the pictures of the women yet. You just seen like the campus, but I'm saying. I heard rumors about that. So what rumors did you hear, man? Uh, Shout out to CSUN, man. So <laughs> my brother on his basketball team. So me and my brother went to this. Me and my, my whole family went to the same high school. But mm-hmm. me and my brother were in high school at the same time at one point, And he was on the basketball team. Mm-hmm. And one of his basketball teammates, sister, mm-hmm. went to CSUN. Oh, wow. A year before me. And their family and her and them were talking about just how Northridge was and <laughs> you know, and they were yeah. saying how the life was, and oh yeah, it's that SoCal. You know, looks like the OC lifestyle, and yeah, yeah. You know, all the girls and whatnot. So your little bro played b-ball. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you. He played this. baseball. We played the same sports. Who better, man? Come on, man. And you, what are you the old? You the oldest, right? Yeah. So who better are you and little bro, man? In what sport? Any all sports. He's better at basketball, but now, I'll, I'm I'll killing kill any, mine and I'll everything. Kill, I'll kill anybody I'm at baseball. Killing mine and everything, man. He can't even beat me on video games. I'm killing him. Well, we didn't have some. We'll battles. be fifty, we didn't, and we I'm still not gonna let him 2K, win. Man. Killing him. We didn't have some battles in two K, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he kidding me? <laughs> nah, my brother. He basketball was in his heart, man. So like basketball was like. Basketball mm-hmm. in his heart was like baseball was to me. Mm-hmm. He played baseball too, but he moved on to basketball. So then, basketball is more him. Yeah, but the funny thing is, he played played baseball for my high school too. Same coach and everything, but basketball is more his sport. But I'm saying, like, if you go to your coach and be like, "Coach, be a buck. Who's better out of me and him?" Is the coach gonna laugh or he gonna say, "Man, Tyree"? He's gonna say, "Man, Tyree." Man, my coach gonna be like JT, Big JT. You suck, Inf. Yeah. What? Yeah, they're going to come on, man. They're going to be like, Inf faster, but I'm like, JT, come on, man. Your brother? Now, come on, man. I'll watch. Come on, man. Really? Did y'all play the same position? <laughs> no, we didn't. That's the funny That's part. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, I, what you comparing? <laughs> so, my, so, brother, my brother was an offensive player. He yeah. played running back. He played the play. He played. The thing is, he played the position I dreamed of playing. So when he played it, I'm like, big bro, like, oh shit, like, yeah, like. I mean, yeah. you seem like for you talking about high school, right? High school. Yeah. Shit, you, no, you pop like one or two. I was a tackler. I was gonna say you seem like you would have been a linebacker. Yeah, I, I can't catch, back. man. I can't catch to save my life. I ain't catching shit. Really? Oh yeah, I ain't catching. I ain't catching. Huh. Yeah. But as far as a race, now if you ask me who would. Well, maybe now I'll watch, I'll watch him. You could have played yeah. safety. I mean, I'll kill him and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Even in a race. See, see, my brother, he ran 100. And I'm like, damn, this motherfucker fast. Like, he, All right, I so. watch him. I wanted to, look, my, in high school, I wanted to, my coach, my, my football coach, he was a white guy. He came to me and said, what you want to run in track? Mm. I said, the 100. He said, get the fuck out of my face, JT. You're slow. 
You're trash. <laughs> he pointed to the hurdles like, you're going to be a hurdler. You'll never run 100. What? My brother ran it like that. Damn. Today, though, 36, man. I watch him. Hurdle. Now, not the hurdles. Honey. What? I'm running. <laughs> I Where? watch him. It ain't gonna be no ten point something. It might be fifteen point something. So, but I'm killing them. So we 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 gonna do this again, right? Y'all got a track on the east side somewhere. I'll set up the cameras and everything, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna beat him if I tackle him. So look off I'm the a, block. I'm gonna tell you something. When though. the gun go off, he's he's done. I'm tackling him. I'm getting him. Or I'm tripping him. Mm. <laughs> All right. So wait, real quick. How how many years apart are you and your brother? We three and a half. See, you three and a half. <laughs> yeah. Me and my brother are five years apart, but we are we were born at a point where it's like two different generations. So my yeah. brother, I got to see Jordan once playing grow, uh, growing up in person. Right? Yeah. My brother has mostly known like LeBron. So he a LeBron fan. Not well, no, 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 no. He's a Wade fan, but Wade. His, yeah, he's a why D-Wade. he's hardcore D Wade fan. Why he loves D Wade? But why T? He loves D Wade. Why he always over has. Kobe? Yeah, <sighs> my brother thinks D Wade is like the greatest player ever. That's his number one. Yeah, I can't wait to have him on the show. Keep yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, I nah, can't wait. Now nah, he's he's invited. That's gonna be the first question. But what? my brother. So so here's the thing. You know how? <laughs> well, I don't know about you. I look at. uh even though I didn't uh, like Kobe, I respected him. Mm-hmm. I look at a certain way of playing sports differently, like probably how we do old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's more into like that. He's cool with the whole, you know, how James Harden be doing that, kick the foot out and try to yeah. extra draw foul, fouls yeah. and all that stuff all day. Yeah, like, yeah. I, Tiki you know, tack stuff. Yeah, I, I ain't with that. So when you talk about like being better that way, he's cool with all that. I when I was in school, I played against the cats who wanted to elbow you in the jaw and yeah, not nah, real talk. You know, play basketball, call a foul. What is what is that? They don't know, you know? foul. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. so uh, that's why I say you know it can be a little different there. But he he excelled at basketball. I didn't even really start picking up basketball more till he did. Honestly, I was all baseball. So yeah, he played yeah. baseball too, but he found basketball was more his passion. So yeah, yeah. So. The like the topic, man. Just to get back to it, once we get into the CSUN stuff and the deep stuff, got it. It's called camera flicks and psychological trips. Ooh. Yeah, that's deep, right? Yeah, right. So we ain't gonna get into the camera flicks, but just I, I believe that psychological trip coming from. I think it takes courage and bravery from anybody to go from one state to another. Uh, I mean, not state, but I'm saying city, state, whatever. Because you so far from home, so when shit get bad, it gets bad. Yeah. Because you can't just go down that 405, T, and go to your auntie house or your mom house. Yeah. You like, shit, I got to go eight hours up. So yeah. what was that like? What was it that made that decision? Like, nah, this is where I'm going. I'm coming here. Fuck it. Let me just. So I put it this way, man. I give a lot of credit. I give all the credit. What am I saying? A lot of credit. I give mm-hmm. all the credit to God. Yes, sir. Because, yes, sir. Uh, Definitely. I look back on certain things now and realize that I didn't even know what the hell I was getting myself into a lot of times, mm-hmm. even when coming out here, because I have always been a person that is very hard on myself mm-hmm. and I would downplay a lot of shit that I would deal with only to look at it years later and be like, damn, I really dealt with that. Or like yeah. I really, how the hell did I get through this? Nah, you know? real talk. And so, um, like for instance, you know, you know, I'm sure my family's probably watching, and I've never said this 
to any of them out loud but you know i uh i struggled with being suicidal mm -hmm. uh four different times mm -hmm. and i used to bawl my eyes out over it too because i felt so bad for feeling that way yeah and not wanting to disappoint them so when you talk about like not being able to go home there were those times when i felt that lonely yeah uh yeah. and not only that it just staggers me how like some people still be having so much to say about you at times mm -hmm. not knowing that you just wearing it well in public real talk real talk you know i can go to class one way and be at home and feel like i'm in this complete mental yeah. prison man nah, real talk loss of value of self yeah and yes. such a yes. loss of value of self to the point where you don't even care what the hell happens to you man like i could have went i could have ran out and got socked in the face by somebody and just like yeah all right yeah and and, and like people will look at that and laugh and, oh he's a bitch nigga for that shit but nah like literally um gets to a point where you're like trying to rationalize things that you're going through yeah. and then i felt bad too a lot of times because i was like you know well i haven't really been through no hard shit like shoot my great grandparents and whatnot they went through real jim crow and then my parents made sacrifices and everything for me so how is it that i'm feeling this way but yeah. then not Over, knowing overanalyzing the situations but not realizing too like yeah that much is true and that much is true and i've come back from that you know mm -hmm. I'm, obviously i'm here yeah. but um also realizing too that a lot of that came from the fact that like i didn't know how to handle a lot of situations mm -hmm. so i'm handling situations and thinking that i'm just constantly fucking up and then i'm having people in my face people in my ear all the time yeah. while trying to go to school trying to go to class uh sometimes man people don't even be realizing that like there's so much that you don't even show the world that you be dealing with so people Real don't shit. even realize that like when they be hating or 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 you know casting shots at you they've only seen like 30 percent of the picture you know real shit though you know real so. shit. but have you ever like man and i ain't gonna say like sitting in your dorm or your apartment or wherever you was residing during college but have you ever sat back to yourself and said like damn man the shit that i endured nobody else would be able to endure let me pat myself on the back you know what i'm saying yeah but, you know what i'm saying yeah because you got you got people out here that i spoke to they got offers to be in other states, other cities for college, but they like, I ain't gonna go because, you know, they don't want to say they chicken shit or scared, but they like, nah, I ain't gonna go. Right. But the fact, man, you left from Oakland, that ain't around the fucking corner. That ain't yeah. LA City College to Compton. Yeah. Compton College. That's yeah. eight hours away. That's deeper. That's like shit, a trip to, you know, Arizona's eight hours from us. Yeah. So have you ever sat back and look at, like, man, nah, I did it though. I, you know, when the going got tough, I didn't leave. I stayed here and dealt with this shit. Have you ever just pat yourself on the back for that? Or not really? It's tough because I have been taught and, you know, I owe that to my dad. I owe mm -hmm. that to my mom, especially, and my great-grandparents side of the, my mom's side of the family and whatnot. Just, like, I have been taught such a spirit of having humility. Yeah, yeah. That it can be so hard to do that at times because I don't want yeah. to feel like I'm bragging. And then, and then I look at the, but I, because here's the thing, I would always look at things and just be like, well, you know what? There's somebody worse. Or I would always be, yeah. Especially when I was an activist and whatnot, you be around other people who have tougher things going on in life. So I'd always tell myself, like especially when I was, when I told you when I was suicidal and whatnot, I would look at other people and be like, well, why am I crying over this? Why am I mad over this? Why am I? 
you know, they're dealing with this and they're yeah. dealing with that. But actually, I have a few times here and there been like, but you know what? I don't know the full story. They could be Real bullshitting talk. a little or they yeah. could be, you know, sugarcoating the story some. So let me just actually value the uniqueness of my story. So I have to an extent, but I because I am hard on myself a lot. I don't completely, you know, give leeway to that a lot, because to me, I've known people who've come all the way from other countries. Yeah. So when I look at that, I'm like, well, shit, I'm, my family's an hour away. At least I, I mean, not, not now, five hours away. So I can go see them if I needed to. Some people yeah. literally have to have a passport to go see their family. Yeah, but that don't mean they're going through the same struggles that right. you're going through. So it's like, you know, even when I look at humility, T, I, I, I believe it's, it's to be a blessing and a curse. Because, and I say the blessing because we can be so humble to the point where we forget to appreciate ourselves. That much is that's true. where the curse draws in. I struggle with that. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. So man, you know, you know, we gonna we gonna give a round of applause to my rider, man. You know, because it takes a lot, I'm gonna tell you, man, to come down out here to LA, um, CSUN, all that, South Central, wherever you may be in Los Angeles, where it's a lot of fake shit going on because we got so many, it's a melting pot of people. You know, so just the fact that he be, was able to come out here and go to school, finish it, man. That says a lot about his character and all that, man. So if nobody else salutes you, we do. Because that says a lot. And there's somebody out there that's listening right now who may be going through the same shit you listen to. And that's over, overly humble, let's Definitely. say. You know what I'm saying? And where they, they so overly humble to where they like, man, I don't want to give myself a pat on the back. Because it's people going through it worse. It is, but their purpose and calling ain't yours. Well, you know what? On that note, I don't want to derail the show or anything, but let me just say to that, um, I once was able to help a frat brother mm -hmm. once who went through something similar when it came to suicide mm -hmm. and actually a few other people who went through it. And I think my testimony from being suicidal was not for me to actually kill myself, but to be able to reach others because I had a frat brother at the time mm -hmm. that was a I don't want to elaborate on the story. He was about to do some shit that could have caused us a lot of trouble. Yeah. And uh, he was dealing with the same shit as me. And when we, when I opened up to him and we talked about it and we realized we had the same story and you don't hear it often, but like as two men, two heterosexual men, just, ex you know, going through a breakthrough experience. Like we, you know, was able to we, cry we, with each other on the phone. And we strongly say heterosexual. Yo. Literally. I mean, you know, unfortunately to cut the culture we live in just, we love women. They some, attack us for it, but some love a lot of women more than you know. We was, we was able to, to to really connect on that because here's the thing, man. I might get in trouble for saying this, but I've I've always used the example when I try to help others. Mm -hmm. I think that being suicidal mm -hmm. is a lot similar to like if when a woman is pregnant. Mm -hmm. And a man is trying to like tell her, oh, it ain't that bad. Yeah. When you could never actually experience that it's shit. Real talk. So when Get that ladies. So when so when not only my frat bro was going through this, but I've had a couple of other friends who've dealt with some medical conditions that we both dealt with before. Yeah. Who yeah. dealt with some similar stresses and situations and whatnot. And they would hit me up. Man, I've had some I've had a few individuals hit me up before that I didn't like fool with at all didn't even know they remember my name or whatnot mm -hmm. but i was like the last person they even remembered to hit up and for a minute i was kind of like why this person hit me up like you don't ever talk to me like i'm 
you know, get the F out of my face. But I'm like, you know what? No, no, no. Let me slow down. And yeah, yeah. Then when I talk to this person and then realize, okay, no, this was meant for me to help them. Yeah. And then when I talk to them, they feel so liberated because people feel alone. They do. When they deal with stuff. Real and, Especially suicide. Right. And yes. so one of the things, that, like, for instance, uh, my bro and this other girl who I uh, actually didn't go to school. She went to a school across the city from me, but we knew each other through mutual friends, uh, went through it. And the, I, the reason I use the example of like women being pregnant is I would tell them, I was like, hey, look, man, like, cause they would complain to me and they would just be like, man, this family member or this person or so-and-so, they just don't get it. And we'd be like, you know, bawling in tears on the phone. And, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, and I'm like, look, I know I didn't grow up poor or this way or that and you didn't have this but i'm just you know i don't want to be this way and i'm just I, you know i just don't see an out for my life and whatnot yeah. or you know i'm just i'm trying to figure this out i'm trying to figure this shit out yeah, i don't know how up? i'm gonna deal with this or put this back and i was like hey look at the end of the day you look at those people as in like they have not been to the point you're at real talk they cannot understand it all they can try to do is understand it from the outside it's like trying to it's like watching a woman with i don't know if i'm it's off pretty, with this, pretty but, you much it's like it's like a woman attempting to teach us what it's like going through pregnancy or to or, push a baby out and it's like yeah, look you can't know you can as a man there's no possible way you can can know or even post all. the partner. Yeah. Well, well, I'm not going to say post the partner because I feel both parties go through post the partner. No, that's facts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's facts. Take that, that's, women. That's, that's a whole How another, you like that? That's a whole other broadcast. You see me. You know, <laughs> not nah, because they, they hear that and think it's just them. No. Nah, it's bro. like, shit, this is the baby out of you now. I'm stressed too, goddammit. Well, we shit, I was here with you. Stressed. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. You know, take that, women. Come see me, man. But nah, we're going to get back into it, man. We're going to take a little small break. Psychological trips and camera flicks, man. We, we, we getting deep. So y'all stay with us and we gonna stay with you, man. Patio Politics, T Mills, J5TH. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. We are back. And you know, somebody behind the scenes is faded off champagne. You know? <laughs> <laughs> lightweight, y'all. Lightweight, yeah. That's what happens with lightweights. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Stop eating all them fucking plants. Bulldogs. If you put some beef in your life, you can hold that liquor. Anyway, T. So we back, we live and direct, man. So we was talking about just psychological trips, man. And you was, you know, just, again, making that move from Oakland to L.A. or Oakland to Northridge was yeah. a psychological trip. Surpassing um, just the suicidal thoughts was a lot. Definitely. Now tell me, like, what got into the whole camera and cinematography thing? Yo, your purpose, your calling. That ain't your only purpose of calling, but it's, you know what I'm saying? Tell me that. Got it. <laughs> so I do want to, so one part you mentioned earlier, and I forgot, I didn't get into, I don't want the audiences to miss mm -hmm. the whole activism part. We'll come yes. back to that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the cinematography, okay, so here's the thing. It's interesting you asked me at that time because what came out of suicide mm -hmm. was the last time that I was about to make an attempt. It was like, I didn't probably... It was the Holy Spirit, but I didn't even know it was that at the moment. Yeah. It was literally like about to just, and I was like, I looked at myself, I was like, wait, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And it was almost like I, I it was almost like I heard from God or something like, no, 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 no. So, so let you me shouldn't ask you. be here. Like, this is, 
you 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 got other purpose elsewhere and then i was with my homie at the time i'm gonna, I'm gonna let you no 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 go ahead go ahead so i was i was with my homie at the time mm-hmm. and uh uh i only had a couple homies that even checked in on me that you know made me feel like worth anything and i uh i didn't quite realize that filming cameras was what i was meant to go back into at the moment but it was like okay like no 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 no, nigga, this is not it yeah uh you know sit your ass up straighten up and and look just wait for instructions like you're not gonna die yeah. uh there's something else for you i'm not gonna tell you yet but you know wipe your face and and and, and sit up straight and yeah. just wait for instruction it, it kind of felt like that kind of spirit and then all of a sudden uh I was with my homie one day and I was at an even lower point, bro. I had $8 in my account mm-hmm. to my name. Yeah. After just getting paid, both of us actually, we work for Valvoline, uh, which is like the competitor to Jiffy Lube, but they better. Yeah. Even though I don't, I don't fool with them no more. But So uh, you say, now let me ask you, because you got, you got some college people. They say they got $8 in a checkings, but they got a thousand in their savings i ain't gonna say no names in here college people that do that so were you really was it eight dollars i didn't have a savings account so you really had eight dollars yeah i had eight dollars yeah i rock with you t i had eight dollars i got some slick people in here man that'll say oh i got eight dollars and then when you check they shit they got twenty thousand in their savings like i'm broke i'm broke with my check okay no and not only that i was not one to be wanting to like ask my parents for nothing and so, uh, I, I mean, I had help from my parents, but I did not be, I wasn't one that was like, uh, mom, I need this. Mom, I need that. Mom, I need my, I, mm-hmm. I would just go without yeah. and, and yeah. Fig- try to figure it out. Uh, but I remember what was significant about that is I remember getting paid and I had worked so hard, like yeah, yeah, yeah. so many hours and extra hours, bro. I was staying until it was dark. Like I was skipping stuff on campus and when I finally got paid and got Y'all know what it's like, man. When you work yeah. hard, and you get that fat paycheck. Yeah, bro. Well, you know, I, I, you know, I haven't been in this position, so I won't say that. I was gonna say it's like, you know, child support. It was like them. Yeah, like, don't say what? that, team. We no, ain't no, gonna no, claim no. that. You're right. I'm gonna knock. <laughs> this table is wood, y'all. <laughs> but, you get, uh, you, hey, you get, a, you get a sixteen hundred dollar check, and then you only get twenty dollars out there. It was less than that, bro. I had <laughs> over seven bills, and it was like I had so much crap to pay for at the time, bro. I got left with eight bucks by the time, I. No, I hadn't even had a little groceries. I didn't have nothing in my cabinets, but I had I had water. And the funny yeah. thing is, my homie who who will be on the show later, uh, he'll tell you about this journey too if you ask him about it. Like mm-hmm. when he, because he's the only one. My my friend Robert Delton, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's a forex uh, expert, mm-hmm. can tell you he's the only person that saw my whole journey. He, he'll tell you he always starts off the story. He's like, I remember when Tyree had nothing but water in his fridge. Yeah, he was like, he, this nigga, he's like, this nigga didn't even have like canned foods in the cabinet, and it was like, I was like. <laughs> So it happened to us on the same day. See, we that's, both, CT, we, that's why you supposed to you supposed to be at the slots and swap me, man. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. You supposed, supposed to crack somebody with EBT, man. So you, I didn't know at the well, time. Well, four kids, like two or more kids, man. You know she getting three, four, five hundred a month. I know, I know, yeah, man. Like baby, slime me two hundred, man. Like I was more prideful though. I didn't want to like I didn't want to <laughs> be that. I was like, no, I'm gonna get it out the mud, or I'm gonna start. I'm I'm a man. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. it, you know. But like, no, I was really hungry as hell. And so the funny thing is, uh, my friend Rob will tell you, like, it happened to us on the same day. We both got paid and our both our paychecks got garnished. And we sitting in my living room, we like, fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. 
this is really life like what the fuck <laughs> bro i got eight dollars to make it for the next two weeks like yeah. what the hell I'm like, I guess I gotta ask mom. Yeah. You know? And so See, you and, got some dudes that would have jumped out the fucking window, man. Well, so mind you, this was <laughs> after my suicidal venture. I was yeah. coming down from it then, but I was like, shit was getting worse, but I still wasn't feeling that bad. And so then what's ironically that happened at that moment is I was like, I started I was sitting in my in my on my little ottoman in my in my living room at the time that I had. Mm-hmm. And against my wall and I was looking at the homie and I was like, you know what, man? I'm gonna go get me a camera. Yeah. And he's like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm gonna go get me a camera. I think they give them out at the library. And then yeah. uh lo and behold, I went to the library and they just started renting out cameras like earlier that week. Wow. Wow. Nobody <laughs> knew about it on campus. It was just these little T three eye Canon cameras. Yeah. And yeah. nobody knew about it. And so then I was like, I rented it once and I came back for it and it was like, yeah, nobody else rented out. You can just have it. And so I was like, okay, cool. I rented again and again and again. I just kept renting out cameras. And then he watched me and he was like, and, and I told him, I was like, I always kind of wanted to do this, bro. I was like, I, you know, I didn't think there was no money in it before, but I'm like, man, fuck this. I mean, a nigga got $8, so it can't yeah. get worse than this. Can't get go, worse, out and, yeah. go out and take pictures, you know, mm-hmm. and, and take little videos of nothing <laughs> on campus. And uh, then I graduated from that, long story short, to, uh, back to the activism you were talking about i was mm-hmm. in the bsu i was making videos with my phone and people would laugh at me for it i, I had made a whole youtube channel yeah. of like over 16 videos now, now hold from on my phone what was crazy you said people would laugh at you for it yeah okay yeah well when, <laughs> so there were people laughing at me but then there were also people just like annoyed with me and making fun of me yeah and i would be like i don't have anything else to make videos from so i'm like Cause you know You walk around with your phone Like this and whatnot People think you should be A creeper and whatnot But I'm like no I'm just This is yeah. how I cover events This is how stuff. I cover Exactly You know and so I didn't have none, none of this that we got I didn't have none of that But I'm saying I'm saying that to say Look at, look at when you was Remember when you was Had that little camera When you was younger And then yeah. doing the credits On the You know Index card <laughs> To that yeah. To that Ah oh, man and Maybe this shit is crazy And weird to now people laughing at you and all that it's, it's getting to it go right, ahead yeah, right yeah <laughs> yeah man so i um i remember so okay also what was happening at the time so just to give y'all a little context like i won't tell y'all if y'all want the whole story i guess y'all can come to me personally but when i was dealing with that suicide stuff man i was going through a lot like i had gotten basically put out of school i almost didn't think i was gonna be able to get back in school yeah I didn't know what it was to work a full-time job. I mean, I didn't know how I was going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I had disappointed some some of my family so much that they just... You ever you ever been to that point where you disappoint your family so much that they don't even yell at you, man? They just kind of like shed a, yeah. shed a tear and cry in your face. And they're like, nope, I ain't going to yell at you. I'm Hell just, yeah. I'm just disappointed in you. Hell yeah. And I, I was like, that crushed me. And I remember when I had my mom, especially one of the times I was suicidal and she didn't even know it me and her like cried in each other's arms and that was something that like shifted me and so uh i forget where i was going with that but long story short getting back to the uh See, at least your mom cried in your arms man my pa- my mom probably was looking at me like you big dummy <laughs> this nigga about to get face tats all that like he's a dummy mm-hmm <laughs> you know, he's had that different journey man but you know yeah yeah yeah, but yeah. Nah, your man your mom is cool man i'm i'm well, I'm saying that because it was shit I was doing. Oh, okay. Leading to that. Okay. Because it got to the point where it was like, I can't tell this dumbass shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I had to start looking in the mirror and be like, I am a dumbass. 
But you know what though? Jail but see, our parents deep. don't know how to handle shit no better than we do. Yeah, that, yeah, true. That's why. Because here's the thing: like, if your kids do the same things and you've seen it before, you're not gonna react that way. Mm-hmm. I look. I used to get mad at my father for certain things, and as I got older, I realized that, like, you know what? Just how my father may not have seen and didn't know how to cope with certain things, I can't blame him for that just or i can't blame my mom or anybody else for certain things because our parents only knew how to do what they did what they did based on how they were right yeah yeah, yeah. and so um just getting back to what we were saying about the uh uh filming and stuff uh when it came to me doing stuff for bsu uh i got oh yeah so i got kicked out of school mm-hmm. i was fortunate to get back in school uh, but I had to get back in school with a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Didn't know how I was going to do it. And then I still, even on top of that, having no time, I signed up to get back in BSU. And I felt out of place. That's when I met uh, MX, Miranda X. Shout out to MX Money. What up, what up, what up? Miranda, yeah. I have always said, is going to be like the people who, the, the person who leads our people to the promised land. Real that talk. year, she was so just on fire for black people. You could not tell her nothing. Like I told her, I was like, "You're gonna be on the on, on the front of a mural somewhere yeah, with your fist talk. like this, leading the people." <laughs> yeah, because Miranda could not be stopped. Yeah. But that's one of the things I love about her. She is so she would die for the people. Yeah, and when I met her that year, uh, me, and my friend Robert Delton came back to the BSU, and we were just kind of being like, you know, we old heads in this, so we just gonna kind of like help y'all where we see fit. And then I just jumped in, and then I became mm-hmm. director of. Uh, marketing and advertising That's how I started Making videos for them And then I started Making videos for the events And yo People started telling me He's like yo bro Like those videos You be making I was like man That stuff hits And they're like I didn't ever think of it that way or So each time we would have A discussion topic And I would put a, a movie scene Behind it and edit yeah, it up And they'd be like Yo I didn't think of that Or like man And then also too I was always one to take uh, A different view Than most people I was that black person in the room that a lot of people didn't like to hear because I always offered that indifferent perspective that we needed to hear. That we, but we need to hear that though. And but see, back then I was, I wouldn't give it as as I won't say as harshly, but as sternly as I would now because yeah. I wasn't sure of it because I was like, man, I feel like I'm always being the bad guy. But I'm like, why is it that everybody just thinks the same way? Yeah, yeah. You know, and because we black, we ain't a monolith. Yeah. See, yeah, that's. But that's the thing we don't like to hear is the indifference in things. Right. We're going to come back with that, man. We're going to get back into the live action once we come back, man, from this break. But um, y'all heard that, man, about MX. She's relentless. Yes. Fellas, tread lightly. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> MX, you can hear from me now. That's our superhero. Nah, she is, though. She is, man. Shout out to MX Money, man. You feel what I'm saying? The honorary rider of the riders, man. We'll be right back, man. Rejoin. What you, what you drinking, <laughs> team, man? Let me. Man, I'm... Our bulldog put a mix in here, man. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with it, whatever it is. That's that kill. Whatever they couldn't take, they put it in your shit. Yeah, man. Sucker, not you, but that the bulldog. I can handle it though. I can handle it. Bulldogs are chihuahua if they only getting lit off uh, (laughs) champagne. But anyway, G. Yes, sir. (laughs) So, man, tell me about man. I know we was talking about the whole BSU thing. So you talking about you was getting the camera. Yeah. Everything you start filming stuff, people was laughing at you. What brought about the transition into film, though? Because um, similar to our rider, uh, God King K, man, I recall the time when I met you. Yeah. <laughs> we was talking about this the other day. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was talking, We was talking about this the other day, and... um. 
it's a very very um important story because man you talk about the people that were there in that building yes you know and how bsu got a lot to do with how you know the core of the riders was really yes you know what i'm saying even though it was generations before y'all came about yes. but just that you talking about um our brother um Michael J.T. Fisher Definitely Was in that building Pratt brother um, Yep Yeah it was a lot of people That were in that building That particular time And I'll never forget When um, I was coming in It was a hectic day That day Already with the R Definitely When I came in I seen my brother And he told me He was like Yeah this is my uh, This is my brother This is my frat bro uh, Tyree <laughs> He does this blah, blah. And you was kinda I felt your energy You was like You wasn't in the mood You yeah. was just like oh, Yeah like and I'm like, man, this, this nigga asshole. Fuck this nigga. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So then yeah. it tied down, man, to where um, somebody that had our camera. I ain't going to say what asshole had our camera. Um, he's related to me. But he had the camera. He was shooting something. And <laughs> he, left, <laughs> he left the SD card somewhere. And I'm like, man, you left the SD card? He's like, yeah. So we seen you around the place doing your thing. Yeah. And we told MX, I think... Um, Brother K went to go ask her. She came to ask you, and then you came up to us, and she was like, "Oh, you got an SD card?" You was like, "Nah, I ain't got one." And how you was just looking at it, it was like, "No." I'm like, "Damn!" Like this motherfucker oh, really yeah. don't like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It so, probably was something else going on that day. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> certain. I'm certain. But talk about how, from that moment, what transpired after, and how we got to where we are now. So, to give you the full-blown just like <laughs> entire encompass story so yeah, that people yeah. understand how we got here mm -hmm. let me go back to square one yeah i got back in school you know got the camera and everything like you said and mm -hmm. i was just you know and know what god had for me or anything i was just like you know what no this i'm at my lowest point yeah yeah i just know this is what i want yeah, and I was—I started claiming it for myself. I was, I'm, I, I'm a filmmaker. I'm yeah. a, I'm, I do this. This is what I am. What I do. But then yeah. also, two people was like, "Okay, well then, where's your work? What you?" Exactly. And I was like, "Uh, I mean, I got something coming out soon. Maybe you know, I got videos on you." And so, then, I had met Kendon earlier that year. Mm -hmm. uh, and the funny thing is, even when me and Kendon met, <laughs> when me and Kendon met. We didn't really speak or nothing like that. He was quiet as hell. Yeah. He was yeah. sitting there in her living room at her at her table and I set up a little green screen and now yeah, I exposed <laughs> it wrong. The footage was dark as hell. It was bad. Yeah. And yeah. then uh I just hit record and then Kenny start rapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I remember. And um yeah, he started but like he was good. He mm -hmm. started rapping, and then I saw some BTS stuff of him, and that was that. Yeah. That yeah. was me meeting Kendon. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, months later, when it came to that, I was like, wait a minute, hold up. This nigga is an actor? And I was like, wait, I looked at him, I was like, no, he's not an actor. He's just a poet. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Not not just a poet, but at the time. Yeah, that's I'm what like, you were thinking. I'm like, wait, he's only a poet, and he's doing this, and then he got like six awards. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm saying that I'm a filmmaker, and I ain't done nothing. And then people keep asking me at the time, okay, so... What, you what, got? what movie have yeah. you made? What did you work yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I worked yeah. on this last year in the student showcase. And, yeah. So, <laughs> and then not only that, things were just, I was working on like, you know, our, uh, our more fair-skinned people's sets and yeah, not getting yeah. treated the same. And, you know, it just wasn't finding my way, just kind of lost. And they weren't, yeah. you know. And so, um, ironically, 
had no idea back then that me and Kay would come to be as close as we are now. Which is being yeah. working this close. Yeah. <clears throat> that night, it's funny because when I came across Pastor Fisher, mm -hmm. when I had seen him before, I was in a little bit of trouble at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. and he was one of the only people who stuck up for me when that happened. Wow. But at the same time, I still was like, when I was in his presence, I was like, oh man, let me get on my best behavior and yeah, not yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, because that's still big bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, just some. Uh, just some business stuff that had went so, uh, south uh, yeah. at the time, yeah. and so you know. But but mind you too, the relationship you see we have now was not what we had then. Yeah, so when I true. saw him, then it was a shock. I hadn't seen him in some years. Wow. When that so that night that was why I was kind of like, oh yeah, you know. I, I mean, I would say what was up to him, and then just be on my way. Yeah. So let me it get out of his way. Right. <laughs> right. Because even though he stuck up for me, I was like. It almost was that like you come across somebody and they like you know yeah we shaking hands but like, I still know what you did like yeah exactly you know and so um, that was kind of how that happened but it was interesting because from there seeing him in hands up seeing K I was like okay I gotta get on it yeah I got to get on it and That's I right. literally like went out and made my first film right after that and it was yeah. a piece of crap but like the fact that I pushed myself so hard I didn't even. Here's the, here's how bad it was, bro. We didn't even go by the script. Yeah, we literally didn't. We I just anticipated that we all knew it, and then we just started improvising the whole film, and then we was like, oh yeah, we got enough, and yeah, then film. Yeah. it was it was a piece of crap. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what was ironic about it was after that, I think I heard about y'all doing Frank Blue or whatnot. Yes, sir. At a BSU yes, meeting, I came to that, and when I came to the set of Frank Blue. There was I, I wasn't even back in church back then, mind you. Mm -hmm. But there was something different about being here yeah. that I felt and I saw y'all. It was that backyard scene too, like when <laughs> you and No Love had that yeah. you know that showdown. And I was like, we was in the hood, man, too. Jazz was there, I remember. Yeah, being a pain in that. Go ahead though. <laughs> The bulldog, man. Yeah, being an asshole, being a thorn in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> the bulldog, man. Uh, CT was the DP at yes, the time. Sir. But I and I was just a background. Yeah, I was literally just yeah. a background. I was. Yeah. I don't think I was taking pictures yet. Nah. And oh. uh, something was different, and I was like, "Yo, like the way they move, the way they run their set, like mm -hmm. this is man. This feels, this feels good. This feels different. Like I." I gotta keep up with them somehow. I gotta see like what's going on here. Cause I'm like, I have been on sets with our, you know, more fair skinned counterparts. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they got two or three cameras. Yeah, they, they got all the big yeah. boy toys to try to yeah. look cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, and so uh um I remember just that scene in Frank Blue and I was so just I y'all don't y'all don't even know, man. This is how you know how like Sometimes I can underestimate how much we touch people and what we do. Yeah, yeah. I went home and like for months, bro, I was thinking about that. And I was like, man, like I I want to know when Ride of Life is doing something again. I was like, man, that wow. was like the best set I ever been on. Like, man. Wow. I, and then I was like, I didn't, mind you, you got to think about the times. I didn't have the same relationship with Kay. With us, I, I was period. not even close with, yeah, I yeah. didn't even know you, really. Yeah. And so I'm yeah. like, you know, I don't want to bug Kay or anything. I mean, he was just in one film. But no, he was in Frank Bluetooth. I'm like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you guys hit me up again for Boomy. And I was grateful. Because it was almost yeah. like, even when I was offered to be paid, I was almost going to be like, nah, just please let me come. <laughs> and then they offered, and I was, then y'all offered to pay me. And I was like, whoa, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, this is yeah. a different kind of blessing yeah and so then i came on and i saw how y'all handled boomy mm -hmm. and i was like 
yo, this is a blessing. This is the answer to my prayers because I actually prayed for this, asked for this. I was like, because I was dealing with other people on other sets where people were backstabbing each other. People wouldn't speak to me. Yeah, People were, uh, it it was just the most. And so when I came around, y'all had a different kind of spirit, a different kind of energy. And I was like, this whether I was doing pictures or just being there, because I don't know if you remember too, when we did Course of the Just too, I was telling you the whole time, I was like, bro, this is, yeah, this is amazing. This is something <laughs> different. I was like, yeah. I've never been exposed to nothing like this. And I'm like, yeah. I, and then I was a little intimidated because I didn't study film in school. I had to teach myself. That's another thing. Wow. I was self-taught. Wow. I cut off my social life entirely, bro. <laughs> my Fridays consisted of when I got out of class and work, I went home and got on YouTube for five hours and I read books. I was excited to go learn and teach myself. I basically almost probably gave myself a cinematography degree Wow! for like three, four years, just studying on YouTube, like three to five hours a day. People see. will tell you, they just see me. I just be flipping there and be like, you still watching that? I'm like, yeah, this is how I'm going to. And then I go and get the camera and try it. And See, now that, that's, 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 I ain't, I ain't even going to say crazy, but that's, that's the powers of the most high because a lot of people during that course of the just was saved and they needed, didn't even know it. Yeah, like, man. Um, uh, a couple of the actors who was able to really politic with uh, Pastor Michael J T. Fisher. Definitely. Shout out to my brother. You know, they was able to really, really tap in with him. He was able to tap in with them. Definitely. And he and he saved them. Definitely. There, where it was like real genuine yes. conversation. Yes. You know, so but people don't know, man. Is after that, dude. Like, we took off. Yeah, <laughs> we did. It, it skyrocketed. It, but but. How they don't know, like, how we end up getting close. So, yeah. CT hit me. He said, man, um, I, be- I believe me and you was having conversations in between that. And it was like, man, like, hey, CT, is it, a cool- is it cool if T, you know, Tyree kind of shadow you a little bit, be an extra camera guy? And, and, and let me, hold on, real quick before you go on with that part, just yeah, so yeah. everybody knows, too. The course of the just, that was another milestone in that journey because when I got there, mind you, I still did not have the relationship with Pastor that I have now. Wow. Yeah, we were just frat brothers, mm-hmm. but he was he was an alumni. I was still in college at the time. But that day when you came, that's when... Right. So, because when I came, uh, so when I first met him in college, like I told you, I was in a little bit of trouble, and he kind of helped me get out of it, and yeah, he yeah, spoke yeah. to me outside of this boardroom, and he was like, hey, I'm a pastor of a church. You should come yeah. check it out sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, we the news. Ain't no way you a pastor. Yeah. It's just in the back <laughs> of my mind. And so, like... Um, that day when we were filming, and I got there and I seen him, and I was like, wait, what you doing? Like, you know them? What you yeah, doing here? Yeah. He's like, man, this is my church. I'm the pastor here. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, man, exactly. you wasn't kidding. He's exactly. like, yeah, you were supposed to come through. It was like, what happened? And that, then it was like, you saw that we knew each other, and I was like, wait yep. a minute, okay, something is going on here. Yep. How do we all three know each other? Exactly. That was that was the most high, though. Yeah. Yeah. And for him to be in that film, because I've never seen Pastor act before. Yeah. And he... <laughs> You know, yeah. and that was um, I believe the first film he was in where he was acting. Wow, you know, really, really acting. We wow. had lines, you know. So from from there, it went from you know CT saying, um, "Man, what you think um, Tyria want to do the film or whatever the case may be?" I'm like, "Man, he ain't ever shot, but I can ask him." He's like, "We'll see," because I ain't gonna be able to have the time. I hit you and you was like, yeah. Remember we had that meeting <laughs> yeah. at Subway? Yeah, man. We had a real business meeting at Subway, y'all. We fucked yeah. the sandwiches up. Yeah. This was before my brother got on that healthy shit. 
We was on turkey and ham, I believe, but we fucked that pork up, whatever it was. Yeah, we did. We, we killed it. Hey, we was right on Manchester yeah, in bro. Central, y'all. We Rose was in the hood chilling, remember? Yeah. And I asked you, I was like, man, you sure you going? He was like, yeah. And after that, <laughs> you, that you know was what? it. That was it. The rest is history. But you know what's funny? That was the, the, the meeting you confirmed it to me. The time you hit me, it's funny. Uh... I had taken a day off of work, and I remember you had sent me the the, the script for the council beforehand. Uh huh. And I was reading, and I was like, "Yo, this is a a, a generation changer." Yeah. And then, I remember you sent me that. And then, uh, literally, I was just like, uh, "Yo, like, what can I do to be a part of this, man? Like, I want to be a camera, I, like, yeah. I help teach camera, whatever I got to yeah, do, camera operator." And then yep, here's, yep, here's the thing: yep, yep. When, when you hit me, you didn't even waste no time. You hit me on the phone, and you was like, "Uh, so yeah, you, you." You you want to help shoot the council? He's like, all right, well, I'm I'm gonna let you shoot it. You and I was like, oh wait, I get to be the DP? All right, cool. And then when I hung up the phone, I was like, whoa, wait, hold up, get like, yeah, I'm the actual DP. That's that pressure, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What, what about CT? What's he doing? Yeah. He's like, no, nah, I'm I'm gonna let you shoot it. You. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. That's when I showed up with that big ass stack of paper because I was like, oh shit, let me figure this shit out. Uh, yep. Yep. What I gotta do? Yep. You guys, man, when, when I tell you, man, like, T showed up with, like, it was, like, 50 papers, man, of shots. <laughs> I did. I did. Handwritten. All that. I was like, yeah, this nigga's serious. <laughs> he can't be from L.A. He's serious. So, from there, man, we took off, and, you know, it was, I, I believe it was heaven sent after that, brother. Yeah, man. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, and I believe um, Pastor Fisher, our brother, he prophesied that at CSUN. Mm. Because that was the conception of all of us, low key, definitely. Excuse me, high key that nobody really paid attention to. Definitely, you know what I'm saying. Definitely, and I don't think we all knew what we were doing because, in that instant, you didn't know he was a pastor at the church you came to, right? You know, and all that sh it started coming together, and you know, we here now. For y'all to have come to CSUN of all schools, all schools, yeah. Like why CSUN? Exactly. Because UCLA, USC, they more known for their film. Yeah. They closer to y'all. But but shout out, shout out, man. I, I have to credit MX, Miranda X, for that because she politicked that whole thing. Mm. And, you know, how you saying how she is, I didn't know. I'm like, okay, man, this is, this is some young girl. You know? Oh, no, she's a warrior. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't hear the warrior until that meeting on the phone. Yeah. Where she was talking, and I'm like, damn, she carrying the whole conversation. There's 20 people on this chat. And she's like, oh, this was going to go yeah, down. Rider for Life is going to do this and that. Like, JT, what else you need? I'm like, uh. Bro, if there was ever a black person to give super superpowers to in real life, it would be her. MX, yeah. Of course. Of course. Shout out to MX, man. You know, shout out to Miranda X, yeah. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. You know, so, you know, all that was birth there it was conceived there and then it was born i feel a hatch at the boomy thing because i remember me you and uh god king kenan was having a conversation in between the break thing definitely and from there it went to the whole council thing and from the council thing man the rest is <laughs> man the council and, and not only that the funny thing is the council was a journey for so many of us in such different ways yeah because yeah. we all had learned so much yeah and it was like i don't even think that and so after the film, we started realizing that, like, yo, this is my first time working with y'all. Yeah. We hadn't done some shit like this before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, a lot of stuff didn't resonate until after. Yeah, real talk. Same know? with me. Same with me, though. But it, it, it's it's one of them things, man, when when I feel the Most High is only going to place you with people that's chosen, like you. 
even if you got some 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 bad people in between, he's gonna only circle you around people that are chosen, man. And um, right. you know, when I put faith in you, I never had no uh this nigga gonna be true. Like, <laughs> no, I, I yeah. had faith in then just seeing the film, I was highly impressed. And then just seeing what happened afterwards. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When number God with the awards, yeah. everything, you guys. And this was this was my brother. I can't even count on one hand, on two hands, how many awards we won. But this was his first film. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the most high. That's. And we and also keep in mind, too, we had no equipment back then. Yeah. We was I was using hand me down <laughs> photography lights. Yeah. Yeah. To try to make it work. We so. was using photography lights, y'all. Low end photography. Low lights end from the to 80s. shoot. Yeah. And gorilla shooting like a motherfucker. But I'm going to tell y'all, we are the kings. And queens of gorilla shooting, period. So if we have a challenge on that, we're gonna beat your ass in it, man. But my rider, man, Tyree, just just in short before we we conclude, man, just let them know how the journey's been. Just sum it all up, man, from the beginning, from CSUN to now, currently, and still pressing forward. The journey has been what it is, a journey, and the the ultimate lesson that I've learned. Above all else is uh, in Proverbs, be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, depart from evil, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And I mean that in the sense of like each time, I don't want to take it off track by cussing here, but each time that I have thought that I had shit all planned out or I wanted to do it, I, I, I looked at how I could possibly get here or, okay, this is where I'll do in two years or this is what I'm going to, and we're going to be this and we're going to be that or I'm going to shoot this this way and that way. And yeah. each time a curveball has been thrown up in the mix, it's oftentimes not until right then yeah. that I actually discover what I need to do. Exactly. And I'll be stressing over it. And then, so nowadays when stuff happens, man, I'm just like, you know, it's part of the journey for me to just, stuff like this happens so that I can just lean on him. Mm-hmm. Because other than that, I used to allow like shots to keep me up at night. Yeah. I used to allow, uh, man, how are we gonna shoot this scene? How are we gonna light this here? Mm-hmm. And then you would always tell me like, look, I got this. You just do what you do. And I'm like, but how are you gonna do this and act, bro? And then you used, yeah. that was back when we, when we was running beaches and stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? Okay, <laughs> let me just let me stay in my lane. Do what do what my part is to the team, and. That's ultimately the same way, um, you know, you be obedient to God, too. Like, because if you look at it, you know, in the Bible, that's how people was, you know, just constantly second guessing. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh, uh, you know, master, there's a storm brewing. Like the, the waves are 50 feet high. What are we yeah. going to do? And it's like, hey, look, yes, y'all just go and chill. Yeah. The ship yeah. is not going to sink. Yeah. And and for me, that's really how the journey is a lot of times. Like, you know. I just keep reminding myself, and, I, and I'm not speaking from a place of self-righteousness either. I'm, I still struggle with this constantly, yeah, but I'm saying yeah. that, like, I have to keep teaching myself, okay, look, when some shit happens or some shit is uncertain or stuff gets double booked or something is broken or something that comes up that is just like, why did that have to happen now? Or, yeah, but, yeah, and, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Nah, because in that moment, we're going to figure it out, and we always have. I don't think there's always a single film we look back at now. <laughs> where there was a hard scene to shoot and we still remember it. Yes. <laughs> what exactly was so hard about it because it was impossible in that moment and then once we got done with it, we're like, all right, move on. Yeah, real talk. You know, real talk. the film is over. Real talk. But but I'm here to tell you, man, again, man, we believe in giving flowers genuinely. 
You are incredible, brother. You have been a blessing to us, a, a super fucking asset to Thank the you. team. You know, um, I'm grateful and thankful, man, that you uh, succumb the suicidal shit. Because just to attest on that, we're going to have a part two coming soon, y'all. But we're going to have a part two of that. Definitely. You know, where we're really going to dig deep into that. But it takes a lot to do that. And then even coming from where you did to stand here now, still being here and triumphing through the shit you did. Definitely. I salute you, brother. You're my, you're one of my inspirations. I appreciate you and love you. So, yeah, thank you. And I appreciate you, thank too. You, thank I, you. I love you, too, bro. I love all y'all here, man. I... This has changed my life, yeah. literally. And Mine too. Uh, I could not see it coming from 10 miles away. I yeah. mean, it was literally like going back to the journey. Like what I said, I literally just had to like trust God because I prayed for this. I was like, man, I want to be able to, Lord, I want to be able to work with people that I can actually like look Love at as more, more than just coworkers. People here going to stab each other in the back. And like, yeah. lo and behold, I'm like, I, I got a team that is spiritually grounded. Nobody smokes. Nobody yeah. does drugs. We got, we got smokers. No. I mean, well, I mean, what you, what you, what you consider smoking? Yeah, you exactly, consider, exactly. You, exactly. You, consider, you consider herbs, you consider tobacco. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <you know>. okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, man. But shouts out to the whole incredible team, man. Yes, sir. Um, you guys, you guys are incredible, man. Thank you, T. You again, you are asset. We love you, brother. We appreciate you. And just, man, I thank you for being transparent with us. This ain't gonna be the uh, last time that you're here. You know what I'm saying? Patio Politics, my motherfucking brother, T-Mill. Um, just before I go real quick, man, a few seconds. Yes, I used to always look at um, a lot of Spike Lee movies, John Singleton movies. He would always be with the same director of photography, mm -hmm. four or five movies in. Right. And they was killing shit. I'm like, damn, I would love to have that. That's like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, Shaq yes. and Kobe yes. and all that. I found my, you want to be Kobe or Shaq, man, it don't matter to me. Well, you know, I told you last time, I mean, you know, I'm from the Bay, so we can be Kobe and Curry. Man, come on, man. Okay, so if we Curry, you can be Curry, should I be Clay or whatever the I fuck. I mean, bro. Or Draymond. Shoot, I like Draymond. Shooting goes with yeah, yeah. work, man. I can shoot for me. I've told y'all this numerous times. <laughs> y'all seen me do it. I shoot going left, back, right. But I but I, but I, I found mine, man, and, um, you know, I know for sure, it's certain, this is prophecy that, you yes, know, sir. they're going to be somebody looking at our movies and looking at the credits and say they're going to look at uh, JT Thompson directing, Tyree Mills is director of photography, and they're going to be like, damn, I want to have that too. Definitely. And they're going to find it, man, and I'm praying that you do find that, man, because, you know, I got mine and we're going to keep whooping ass and everything like I whoop inf ass in every game but man patio politics man t mills we signing off part two man you already know what it is man t mills yes sir appreciate y'all love y'all uh-huh next time yeah we hope you stay a while because it's right for life trying to be part of your life we got whatever you like come on and just give us a try yeah because it's right for life trying to be part of your life we got whatever you like oh, yeah. Come on and just give us a try Yeah I said it's right up for life Come in with the shows that you like We're trying to be the best on the mic DJ playing cuss that you like Yeah It could be the start of your day Or maybe just the end of your night uh, uh. But if you rock it with us Patio politics is gonna do you right Oh Cause it's right up for life Part of your life, yeah. We got whatever you like, whatever you like. Come on and just give us a try, yeah. Cause it's part of the life. Oh, trying to be part of your life. Oh, we got whatever you like, whatever you like. Come on and just give us a try, yeah. Cause it's part of
We got whatever you like. Ooh. Come on and just give us a try. Yeah. We hope you stay a while.